Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. This is Steven Jensen. This was going to be the first episode with audio and video, but we did have some technical difficulty on the video side of things. But this is the audio version of the Fight Talk Podcast. Just like always, we'll get the video stuff figured out soon enough. But for now, just wanted to put that out there because we do talk about it a little bit in this episode of the Fight Talk Podcast. What you're listening to is... My review of WrestleMania weekend, actually WrestleMania week, depending on how you look at it, it was a great time, and I'm really looking forward to you guys hearing about all this great wrestling that we watched and everything that you guys have seen since. So I recorded this right when we got back. This was on the Thursday, got back on Wednesday, just to give you a little heads up, and it took about a week to get this out there. We had some UFC in between that I had to get my thoughts out on, so I hope everyone enjoys this, and keep in mind that this podcast is sponsored by WrestleRumble.com. Please check them out. I got to meet up with Matt from WrestleRumble, actually in Orlando after Raw, the uh, Raw after WrestleMania, and he's a great dude. The things they do at WrestleRumble.com are awesome. Check them out at WrestleRumble.com. Uh, join their contests. They'll have a payback contest going up very soon, I'm sure, and make sure that you're following them on Twitter as well, at WrestleRumble. And I can't say enough good things about uh, Matt and those guys over at WrestleRumble.com. So that all being said, please enjoy this conversation with me, myself, Mr. Paul Brady, as well as Anthony Mills, talking about WrestleMania week. We talk NXT TakeOver Orlando. We talk WWE WrestleMania, Raw, and SmackDown. And since then, we've had some superstar shakeups on Raw and SmackDown. But we'll talk about that on a podcast coming to you soon. But for now, enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to Fight Talk. This is Steven Jensen. This is the first audio and video episode of Fight Talk, and I'm Steven Jensen. This is Paul Brady and Anthony Mills. So you've heard these voices, now you've seen our faces, and this is not so much a test run. I mean, it is, but we're going to probably do this on a regular basis as long as this looks good. For those of you listening to the podcast on iTunes and Podomatic, it's going to sound just like it always has, but probably with less audio editing, this is going to be more raw and you're going to get the real Fight Talk experience here. So got a recording on audio and video for this episode of Fight Talk. And this episode of Fight Talk is a very pivotal episode because we're going to be talking about WWE WrestleMania weekend. I just got back yesterday morning from Orlando, Florida, went to NXT TakeOver Orlando, WrestleMania, Raw, and SmackDown four days in a row, four incredible shows with a bunch of surprises, really cool stuff, great matches. And we're going to get into all that on today's episode. But first, Mr. Paul Brady, how are you doing today, man? Hey, man. I'm doing great. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing fantastic. It's still weird for me to look at a camera. Well, so. I, I imagine they probably heard the redneck voice all this time. And now they finally get to see there's overalls that are behind it and everything. Uh, so welcome to Fight Talk and uh, Wrestle Man, WrestleMania. I'm exhausted. I wasn't even there, but I'm exhausted. I am exhausted. That's you can fair. probably hear it in my voice. You can probably see it in my eyes, my facial expressions. <laughs> I am so beat. I just ate a cough drop a second ago because my throat's so <laughs> sore. But I'm still trucking. I'm doing it. I just got back yesterday, and this is the first thing we had to do. We had to come in. We had to talk about this show as well as the other shows surrounding it and the experience in Orlando for the fans. Anthony Mills, how are you doing today, man? I'm well, thank you. Welcome back. Thank you very much. So without further ado, let's talk some wrestling. So basically what we're going to do, we're going to go through the WrestleMania 33 card. And at this point, we're recording this on Wednesday. Sorry, we're recording this on Thursday. So we've already seen TakeOver, 
WrestleMania, Raw, and SmackDown. These have all happened, so we're going to be talking about WrestleMania 33, but also talking about the events that have happened after, because we can kind of see where things are headed now in the landscape of the WWE. And there's been a shit ton of stuff that's happened. A, a shit ton of I stuff. I mean, my God. what a! It wasn't a lame WrestleMania weekend. This was a, a, lot. It's a lot. Man, taken. there's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you this. If you skipped all WrestleMania week- weekend, and then all of a sudden, this coming up Monday, you start to watch Raw, you're going to be so lost. Yep. Too many changes. So much going on. All great stuff. So let's get right into it. As far as NSG TakeOver Orlando goes, we're going to make some references to the show. We're not going to do a full-on review of it, but you're going to see where we're going with that shortly. As far as WrestleMania 33 goes, the first match we had on the kickoff show, Austin Aries versus Neville. Neville, the reigning defending Cruiserweight champion. I know Paul, who did the prediction podcast with me, was not big on this match. We wound up talking a little bit about uh, Memphis wrestling for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, talk a little Bill Dundee for all you fans. Very upset Bill Dundee wasn't there at WrestleMania, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, because yeah. you know, we were all expecting Bill Dundee yeah. at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, Florida. In front I of bet he was down 000. there somewhere. He was down there somewhere, I hey, guarantee No you. disrespect to Bill Dundee, but... This has nothing to do with Bill, Bill Dundee. Bill Dundee was drunk somewhere in Orlando this weekend. <laughs> I can guarantee that. Anyways. He's actually been sober now for a few years. Congratulations, Bill Dundee. Hey, I thought this was a great opening match. And being there live, it was so hot when we walked into the Citrus Bowl or Camping World Stadium. It was burning up hot. We've been out there for hours before the show even started. We get in there, and this is the first match. And I thought they really delivered. I thought this was a really, really good match. Uh, I expected Neville to win. We got Austin Aries with the victory. Mills, what are your thoughts on this match, man? Uh, big Austin Aries fan, man. I, I was actually excited for it, and I hadn't been excited for the Cruiserweights um, in a while. So to see this, um, it was good. I wanted Double uh, A to get the win, uh, but he didn't. But it was still a great match, and really it kind of turned me into a Neville fan, to be honest. Okay, Paul, what about you, man? You know I don't care about this. Did you even watch it? I did not even watch the pre-show of this particular He's match. I did I did watch the Battle Royal, which was amazing. See, this guy, he's so old school that, like, if it's a Battle Royal, it's good. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, we're going to talk about it. It wasn't bad. We're going to get to that. Anyway, up next, we had, was it the Intercontinental Championship match next? Or was it the Andre Battle Royal? Because I don't have it was Andre the Battle, Battle Royal, Royal, and then they did the, because uh, okay. you had the, uh, I've got some comments. About my notes are a little off, Corbin, yeah. but the next match was the Andre Battle Royal, and my prediction was Sami Zayn. I remember Paul on my podcast had chosen Braun Strowman, I believe, or the Big Show, or the Big Show. There was a lot of yep. talk circulating about this possibly being Big Show's like WrestleMania, yep. which has now seemed to faded. It now yeah. seems like Big Show's going to be around a little bit longer. We'll put it this way: there's no way his big send off was getting eliminated like third or fourth <laughs> in this in this no. match. <laughs> no way. And no one saw him and Strowman getting eliminated that early. So what, what a disappointing WrestleMania for Big Show, first of all. Last year, everybody's thinking, all right, or through this year, we've all thought it's going to be Shaq versus Big Show. Yeah. All year. And all he had this year was, the right, I don't know what his exact right. number was, but he got eliminated. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Pretty quick at, at a Battle Royal in a, in a pre-show. Well, same yeah. with Braun. He was built the entire year as a monster. And, like, well, sure. Yeah. You know, but he, Roman beats him, and now he's, like, Big Show would have been, if he'd had the Shaq, mm-hmm. at least somewhere in the probably half to upper half of the, the final part of the show. Right. Oh, yeah. That, that, that would have been, been a big attraction. Yeah, it would have been a huge attraction. And then he said he's on the pre-show getting eliminated by. 
So we know what our picks were on the record. Mills, I don't know who you had winning going into this match, uh, but the winner at the end of the day was Mojo Rawley. Which if is... you call Mojo Rawley is who you had winning, I'm calling bullshit. Uh, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I, I thought Big Show was going to take it. Um, I also thought he was going to retire too. Yeah. Um, I I wasn't excited about Mojo winning or the Gronk thing. I'm uh. not. I don't really football that much, and I'm not a Pets, uh, Patriots fan. So, see, big football guy. I love it. Um, I just think like something like that, outside of an ESPN highlight reel. Why? Why? Right. Right. And it's not going to do any favors for Mojo. This might be the first. And I, 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 I know that you want to talk about a 2017 prediction. Mojo Rawley is going to be the first of the the battle royal winners since they've started calling it the Andre the Giant. Um, that's really not going to benefit at all in any form or fashion from this. Now, I wouldn't be surprised in the least if Mojo winning was a direct result of WWE going to Mojo and being like, can you get Gronk for WrestleMania? Because he's your boy. I can yeah. see that. And if you that can, crossover. if you can, you're winning yeah. the Battle Royal. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of how it felt like to me because there's really no other reason that that would have happened. Right. And, you know, Zack Ryder's going to be coming back soon. The Hype Bros are going to reunite. Like, what's Mojo going to really do with this singles right. victory other than get that highlight on ESPN with Gronkowski? And he so, did, and now it's done. We're going to be moved on to other things. Yep. Yeah, I, mean, I, I saw it as nothing but a celebrity stunt. You know, every year at Mania they have some kind of celebrity crossover. And I feel like this was part of it. Listen, if you're a Patriots fan, that was huge. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I bet it was huge for somebody out there, though. Oh, that, sure. That wrestling and Patriots fan blew their mind. They were they were on fire during that, I guarantee. <laughs> and I don't know how this came across, because I haven't watched a whole lot of this yet replayed back. I just have kind of what the experience live was. And the the fans really did they were they had a good reception to Gronk being in the match. Like they got pretty hyped up, no pun intended. Nah. That well, it's kind of pun, it's kind of intended. But they they were into him being in the match and getting involved. So I tell you, the, the highlight reels almost make it look like Gronk won the battle royal. He may as well. Yeah. He should have just when entered they, it. And won when it. they run it back, it almost looks like he won the battle royal. Right. That's how they, it's it's been that much fun. Nice. And a lot, especially on ESPN, if you don't really follow wrestling, mm-hmm. it looks like Gronk went to a wrestling event. Uh, knocked the heck out of somebody, tackled him down, and won the Battle Royal. They show him with Mojo, but if you don't know who Mojo is, right. and even some wrestling fans don't know who Mojo is, um, then you know it looks like Gronk won some match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Watching it live, uh, I thought it was really weird how Gronk entered. Like First, he acted like he wanted to do something. Yeah. Then he jumped over the barricade and just kind of stood there. Well, what happened security. was, yeah, but it's, I think okay. there was a lady who wasn't clued in uh, that he was a part of the show. Yeah, she yeah. went up and like tried to stop him, and he was like, "What? What the fuck? Like, am I? Are you really stopping me from? Yeah, like, I'm part funny. of the show." Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna move on from that. Communication is key. Communication is key. Moving on. We got the Intercontinental Championship match. Dean Ambrose defending his championship against Baron Corbin. I chose Corbin to win. I know Paul did as well. Mills, who was your pick on this one? I had Corbin also. All three of us had Baron Corbin, and Dean Ambrose walked away the champion. I don't necessarily hate it, but I also kind of feel like why, you know, like, I mean, Baron Corbin, like, and then he wound up beating him on SmackDown in a street fight. But for nothing. For nothing. You know, I mean, not for the title at least. Right, right. And the thing is, I mean, we now know after Raw there's going to be a big superstar shakeup, and maybe they have – kind of motivation behind leaving the IC championship on Ambrose for that. I'm not sure what the case is for that. But why not take a chance and give give Corbin the championship? Like it really doesn't hurt anything by doing it. Right. 
but it, uh, but it could possibly help. I mean, it could help elevate Corbin into something bigger than he is, and Ambrose doesn't really need the win. Yeah. He's fine either way as far as the fans are concerned, and he's with Renee Young, so he's always a winner. What did you think about this match, Paul? Um, I feel like the match was a bit rushed. I think I feel like they were probably up against the show opening. Um, uh, I would have liked this match to have been a little bit longer than what it was. I think, if, if I'm not mistaken, this, this, was, this ran right up until um, – the fireworks and singing of uh, America the Beautiful. Yeah, I mean it was pretty. It, it looked like it was rushed a little bit. I I didn't yeah. I didn't like the I didn't like the pace. I feel like these two. Now nah, I'm, I'm done with them too. I'll be honest, I'm done with seeing them go against each other. Uh, I feel like um, you know they could have benefited from a little bit more time. I think this match uh, probably ran. I, if I had to guess, I'd say somewhere between ten to twelve minutes. They might guess yeah. in there. Well, it's worth noting that this match was originally on the main card, and it got switched with the women's, uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship match, which yeah. was originally on the kickoff show. Yeah. From what I understand, they put it there because they wanted Naomi's entrance to glow in the dark because it wouldn't have looked right in the yeah. light. Yeah. Um, so they may have had to switch a lot of the stuff because I bet you the time was different between what they had to work with on the pre-show versus the main show. Yeah, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad match. I think it was a little bit rushed, uh, a little shorter short than what I would have liked to see these two go against each other. I feel like they had more they could have put into it. Um, I definitely think that, uh, as we spoke about earlier, they made a mistake. I think they should have put it on Corbin. Uh, I think it probably leaving it on Dean probably has more to do with the shakeup that's coming mm-hmm. uh, than whether or not Corbin deserved uh, the Intercontinental, I think he does, uh, but I, it, you know, for some reason they don't have that in the plans. I don't know what they've got planned, but I, I do think that uh, in my mind I would have given Corbin the belt, but Corbin may be going somewhere else, and they want to keep the belt where it's at, or vice versa. They maybe yeah. want to swap the belt around. Sure. Bill, you got anything to add to that? I thought the match was all right, um, but it seemed like the end kind of just came out of nowhere. Excuse the pun, um, but like or just rushed, like they. They had a certain set of moves they were trying to hit, yep. and then somebody gave them the wrap it up. Yep. And then they were like, all right, uh, do the move. All right, we're good. It's yeah. just the ending was really yeah. weird and kind of out of sync, I guess. Okay. And I'm kind of with with you guys. You know, it, it just kind of was what it was. I'm not mad that Ambrose retained, but it would have been nice to see them do something different. Corbin. How was it live? I mean, you're our live guy. You were there. How was, uh, how was the crowd reaction to, uh, to the match? The crowd reaction was good, but it was also a really hot crowd coming. I mean, it was literally like burning up hot weather wise, but the crowd itself was also like very stoked when the show started. And this is when more and more people started filing into the show. I mean, getting 76,000 people into that place, it takes a minute for everyone to trickle in. Uh, So, regardless, I'm not taking anything away from from Corbin and Ambrose or Neville and Aries or the Battle Royal, but, I mean, they did benefit from having a hot crowd versus, I mean, if this same match would have happened, let's say, when, like, Lesnar versus Goldberg wound up happening, by then the crowd was probably going to be way more dead, if that makes sense. So, um, anyways, that was it for the pre-show. We're going to move into the main card of WrestleMania 33. First match of WrestleMania 33. We had AJ Styles defeating Shane McMahon by pinfall in what I might say might have been the match of the night. I thought it was a really, really good matchup between these two, and I was pretty sour on this being Shane versus AJ because I wanted AJ to wrestle somebody more talented. But, you know, like guys like Samoa Joe didn't have anything to do. Luke Harper, we found out he was in the Battle Royal, but he didn't really have anything to do. Um, Finn Balor, we know, was healthy, and we know he showed up on Raw. But there was a lot of people available. Kurt Angle is under contract, you know. So 
AJ Styles and Shane, I thought they had a really damn good match. I, I have no problems with what they did. I thought it was cool that Shane whipped out the shooting star press again. Uh, he did the coast-to-coast, which we always expect. You know, the big elbow drop from the ring down through the announce table, all that good stuff. Um, Mills, what are your thoughts on this match first, man? Uh, I was actually surprised. I mean, I, I know what AJ can do, and we've seen what Shane can do, but the two of them together... And with this being a new thing, AJ's kind of still new to WWE, and Shane's not actually a wrestler. I was very surprised. Pretty good match, man. Yeah. What about you, Paul? Yeah, this is uh, definitely one of the top matches I had for the uh, for the for the night. Definitely surprised me a lot. I think you saw. Um, I think you could see that sometimes whenever they did lock up and they got into some stuff, you could see the difference between AJ and Shane. Uh, it looked like Shane was still a little bit when the but once we got into the match a little bit deeper. Uh, when you really had them uh, maybe trading punches off of one another, or you, which Shane really does a great job. He really lights them in there. Uh, also, when he's doing from the coast to coast, uh, and AJ tried to do the coast to coast, both those were great spots. Um, you know, I didn't feel like he was anything too crazy. I didn't feel like Shane was taking it up too big of a notch, uh, which is what you always worry about in this particular case. Um, you know, there is always that. For me, there's sometimes because you don't really ever see him except for uh, once a year now uh, in that capacity, uh, go from a, uh, a executive in the company to all of a sudden a wrestler going up against what is probably the top wrestler in the business right now uh, and holding his own. Is sometimes it's kind of hard to suspend that 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 disbelief in that situation, um, but I thought they they did a pretty good job with that. I thought it was a great match though. I mean, for what it was, they, like I said at the beginning when we predicted it, uh, both of these guys are professional enough they're going to be able to pull this off. Definitely. And the only thing I was worried about at all with this was that it wasn't like a street fight type match because you know that's where Shane's like real bread and butter is. Right. But they made it work with like the ref bump. They still got their stuff in. Right. Got no problems at all. Like I said, this might have been my match of the night. I thought it was great. And the crowd was super hot for this when it, when it happened. So really, really great match. Up next, we had the United States Championship match. Kevin Owens defeating Chris Jericho for the U.S. Championship in another match that's arguably the match of the night, in my opinion. I thought this was really good. Could they have done more? Probably, but our expectations for this one were so high going into it. And how how could they not be? I mean, it's Chris Jericho and Kevin right. Owens. Um, Paul, I'm going to have you talk about this one first, man. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in the, in the outcome of this match. Um, I, I really I wanted – I think I know the talent level – uh, we talked about it. I thought this was going to be a classic match that you would look at it for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't. Uh, it was a good match. It wasn't a great match. It, 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 it didn't steal the show like I was hoping it would. I kind of predicted it as the show stealer of the night and it mm-hmm. came out as a good match. I mean, what what you expect out of these two. I think that's probably the, the tough, tough part is that it was exactly what I expected out of the two. It wasn't anything above and beyond. Right. Uh, and when I, th- I feel like we'd kind of already seen what we expected out of the two of them in some matches before. Mm-hmm. I was hoping for WrestleMania we saw something even more. Uh, but I, you know, and I, I think it's probably tough too, right? I mean, you're uh, AJ and Shane really put it on. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like it was a, uh, it wasn't like it was, you know, they followed uh, some cheap little women's match or something like that or a match that was kind of flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crowd was really alive for uh, that opening match between uh, AJ and, of course, it's AJ, right? Um, I think that's where probably AJ and Shane benefited over uh, Jericho and Owens. I think um, by AJ and them going first uh, with a 
with a night this long, I really think you kind of run into this thing where you want to almost be at one end of the book end of the night. You want to be at the front or you want to be at the end. Uh, I think had you flipped Owens and Jericho around and they opened it up and had that time and that allotment, that was one of the first things you saw, I think you may have had a little bit of a different read on it. And then for Jer- uh, AJ and Shane to follow that, that might have been a little bit harder. Okay. That's my thoughts. Mills, you want to add to that? Uh, no, nah, I actually agree with him uh, pretty much. I mean, like he said, it was a good match. I, I don't remember anything overall, like setting it above the bar, but I do remember the uh, the power bomb to the outside. I like that ending. I mean, that, that, that part right there. I mean, I don't know if that was a fake bump or, you know, that's the hardest part of the ring, but it looked like it really hurt. But the match was good. I mean, I figured it was going to go that way. You know, Jericho's kind of a part-timer, kind of a full-timer. I'm sure he's got to go on tour with Fozzie. You know, whatever. We may not see him for a while. Uh, but it was okay. Um, I, I'm always weary when they take a world champ and then make him go backwards with the belts. Right. Uh, but that seems to be a new formula WWE is adopting because I think we saw that with Reigns. Um, so maybe that's a new thing they're doing. Saw always seeing a kind of to an extent also. Yeah, um, yeah you're right because he was champion and he did the open challenge. So, I mean, it was a good match. It was okay. Uh, I guess... In a way, I was rooting for Jericho. I really don't have a why behind that, but it was still a good match. Well, the why behind it might be because he does such fucking good work. I mean, like, he's still killing it, and yeah. he's still arguably the most over guy on the entire show. Yeah. Like, even for Raw the next night, like, that's like bizarre world crowd. Like, it's people that, you know, cheer for the, the heels and right. boo the baby faces and do whatever they want. It's a bunch of people trying to get themselves over versus <laughs> actually watching the show. And I was a part of it. Like, I lived yeah. it. But... I mean, I guess I guess the point I'm trying to make is like even in that kind of scenario, Jericho still has everyone in the palm of his hand, like because right. he knows what to do and what to say. Like the fans were throwing around, we had probably 20 beach balls going in the in the arena, and people were chanting "Beach Ball Mania." Yeah. And instead of ignoring it, Jericho acknowledges it during a promo and says, "Hey, everyone's here going crazy for Beach Ball Mania." Everyone's like, "Yeah." Yeah. Like. It's so simple, yeah, he but he, he he gets it yeah. exactly, he, and he's and he's gotten it since like 1995. Agreed. So, you know, so there's no there's nothing, I guess, odd to me that you would be pulling for Chris Jericho yeah. because in a small way I was too. Although I knew it made the most sense for Owens to win, and I have no problem with Owens winning. Mm-hmm. I just hope that they do something with him as U.S. champion. Agreed. Um, I'd love to see that open challenge come back. I was such a big fan of that when Cena was doing it. I like to see that personally. Um, but moving on. Up next, we had the Raw Women's Championship Fatal 4-Way Elimination Match. Bailey retains her championship, defeating Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and Nia Jax. I thought this was a pretty decent match, but it was actually a lot quicker than I, I expected it to be. Mills, you're up first, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Women's Championship match? Um, I, I, don't, I don't really have anything bad, but I don't have anything good. Um, in the beginning, you know, it was just a three-way and then they added in Nia Jax, which is good because I like the character of Nia Jax, and i am always been a big fan of the female monster, you know, uh, Karma, uh, the Jessica Havoc, or... China. China, yeah. Anything like that, I, I like that kind of character. Um, but Nia Jax, either they won't let her be there yet, or she's not there yet. I honestly can't tell the difference. I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's right there in the middle, but... Um, I think I honestly expected Charlotte to win because it was Mania. And it just seemed like towards the end, as I got close to the end of the match, I lost interest. Um, so, I mean, again, it, it wasn't bad. I don't, I don't want to 
leave saying it's bad. It just wasn't great or mania worthy, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And I also want to mention, since I forgot to a second ago, I did choose Charlotte to win as well. Um, I was incorrect there. I believe Paul had Charlotte too. You had Charlotte, right? Yep. And um, I think all three of us had Kevin Owens defeating Jer defeating Jericho. Does that, was that your prediction, Mills? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, mean, so I, all I wanted us, Jericho to win, but I knew Owens would. And I think all three of us had Styles as well defeating Shane. Just just for the record, for the listeners, to keep up with kind of our predictions as well. Um, Paul, what were your thoughts on the Raw Women's Championship Fatal 4-Way? I didn't like it at all, I'll be honest with you. Okay. Um, I, th I think they, they booked them all week. I think all four of the women came out of this week. I, I didn't feel like anybody got anything out of this. I feel like, uh, and I'll just kind of run through them one at a time Go for you real quick. Um, and uh, I actually start at the top more of the way down, uh, how it's listed here. Bailey, Bailey still has yet to look like a champion who deserves to be a champion because she's so good at what she does. Mm -hmm. Bailey looks like somebody who looks, looks up a lot, yeah. who is uh, lucky to beat Sasha or lucky to beat Charlotte or is the one who wins and is just on this hell of a streak right now. Um, Sasha, I, it was such a, I don't know, just her being there was just, I mean, I, she could not have been there. I mean, yeah. uh, it really came down between Flair and Bailey, and um, Sasha was, was, I think in that spot when you're in a four-way and you're that second one eliminated, when they, the way they booked it, mm -hmm. right, where you're that, the first one is the big monster, and everybody teams up against them. Well, that seems kind of strong, right? Um, and then you got the one-on-one -on -one at the end with the two of them. But then uh, Sasha's is such a weak spot. Um, she didn't really, you know, she wasn't so threatening they went after her first. Right. But she wasn't so good she's in the final two, so she's just a throwaway at that point, right? Right. Um, Charlotte, you know, again, is always able to take a loss and still not be hurt or damaged. Um, but they left some money on the table when she already lost her pay-per-view mm -hmm. streak. Uh, she'd already lost that pay-per-view streak. It didn't mean anything, right? But this wasn't Bailey winning the championship. This was Bailey retaining, right? right? So if Charlotte had come into this with a title with her streak still on the line, how strong would Bailey look defeating her, breaking that streak, winning her first yeah. women's championship? What a what a WrestleMania that is for her. Instead, we get this weird booking. Uh, where Charlotte's not really we get anything. Nia Jax, I love the way they did. I liked everything they did with her. And until I heard uh, another podcast, Steve Austin was on a podcast, and he made one comment about this that made so much sense I never even thought about. He said it's the three count kickout. He said it's yeah, after, I heard him talk about. Yeah, he said it's after they do the one, two, they get the three count, you're eliminated, but then there's the big push out from that. After, right after that three count, yeah. the so, Warrior Hogan, yeah, three kick exactly, yeah. exactly, and so like it's, she still looks like this big monster they can't contain. Yeah, but boy, it was just by a second that they got her gotcha. pinned. Yeah, instead she just laid there, and I thought, boy, that's a great, that's an old school type of move right. that has kind of vanished over the course of time with all these new young bookers coming in and writing stuff. Uh, but that's such an old school thing. Like I do remember seeing stuff like that back in the day, and you don't see it anymore. Um, Overall, really not a big fan of this particular match. I'm, I, I still think Flair ought to be the champion, but I mean they're going to let Bailey run for a little bit before she gets it back. It looks like uh, I think she's probably going to run another, especially now that Charlotte's lost two pay per views. I mean yeah. at this point in the now it's probably going to be uh, 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 I'd say at least three, three, four months to see the belt back on Charlotte. Well, I think they're heading towards Nia Jax versus Charlotte in a one on one, which will be interesting. Well, we got the shakeup going on too, right? right. So we That's have true. no idea who's going to be really going against who. It's a very good they, point. They missed the mark, though, and I don't know how y'all feel about this, but 
Charlotte just to come out with the peacock outfit. I think they missed something. I know the the ramp was like seven football fields long. Yeah, it was like eighty five yards, like legitimate. I feel like her entrance should have been bigger. Yeah, like and and if it were me, she should have came out being carried by like forty eight dudes because she's a queen or whatever. But right. you know that maybe not so conducive to the long ramp. But maybe they could have made something like a float, but not look like a float where she's on a. I don't know, some kind of throne or something. But yeah. I feel like they missed on her entrance. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, definitely there could be a lot more to that, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to go that all out with the with the costume. And let's yeah, go mania, out a little bit further, know. right? Um, yeah, that ramp was long, though, man. That was a long ramp. It was huge. It was absolutely That's, huge. Uh, I, I do think, it's, you talk about the split coming up, just, just made me think about something real fast. Um, you know, when we first loaded up and we had um, – all of these ladies on Raw and the talent on SmackDown was not quite as strong as far as like their reputation, how long they've been around and what they've done. Um, I think you are going to see somebody, uh, whether it's Sasha or Charlotte, is going to be going over and adding a little bit more because you've got three really strong talents on Raw right now uh, and it's starting to get a little crowded over there. And, And Charlotte and Sasha not having the belt, one of them's flipping over. We're going to get one of them gone. Uh, I don't know if I don't know what in the company it's seen as more prestigious, uh, but I think Charlotte's probably going to stay. We're going to see Sasha go over there and compete. That uh, that's, that's what my thing is. And I can see Sasha turning heel and wrestling Naomi or yeah. Naomi rather. Yeah, maybe good. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and I agree with you guys. You know, and, and just for the last last thing I'll mention about it, I think a big part of the reason why everyone looked weak is because Bailey's, like you said, has looked weak as a champion the whole time. So like for her to win this match, and I mean, it just kind of is what it is. But I did like seeing her use the elbow drop instead of the belly to belly as a finish. What was the that. fan base there? How was how was it split up in this match? As far as like the live crowd yeah. went, most people were mostly into Charlotte. Charlotte yeah. was definitely the most over of all the women. Even with Bailey being like so fan friendly. Yeah, but you know that's more so with the little kids, I yeah. think, um, yeah. and maybe the, the parents of the little kids who are big fans of her, but. All the people like my age and you know the kind of like the long time hardcore wrestling fans are you we're all in the same. Steven? <laughs> you saw earlier line. today. I hugged somebody today. You got I a picture did. of it. I did see that girl. You hugging Yeah, I did. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, um, we're gonna move on from that match. But I did like seeing the elbow drop. I'm a big Randy Savage mark, so that's yeah, that was good to see. that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. After that, we had the Raw Tag Team Championship match. And the Hardy Boys are back. They defeated Luke Gallows and Carlo and I can never say his name right. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. I, I I want to call him the Machine Gun, but they never call him that in WWE. So it's like I don't want to confuse right. people. But I know Carl Anderson is the Machine Gun. Uh, Enzo and Big Cass, Sheamus and Cesaro. Man, biggest pop of the weekend was the Hardy Boys returning. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Seventy six thousand people. Just all putting like their hearty like little guns in the air, the little yeah. V1s with their fingers and just fucking like waving their hands to the music. Because when the New Day came out and they were in their ring gear, yeah. people had been whispering kind of all weekend already. Like, because we have to remember the Hardys wrestled on in a ladder match against the Young Bucks in Ring of Honor on Saturday night. Yeah. So the night before WrestleMania, they just put on an incredible ladder match in Ring of Honor. So people, but they dropped the ROH tag team titles in that match, leading to speculation that they might have actually been signed to the WWE and they might actually be showing up at WrestleMania. Yeah. But more people were thinking, like, it'll probably be, like, the Raw or the SmackDown. Yeah, you know, there's no way they're going to throw them into this WrestleMania match. And, boy, were we wrong because 
oh my god so new day comes out they're in their gear everyone's kind of whispering like oh well it's going to be them they're going to be the fourth team i That's mean they're I in the ring gear kofi takes like his little cowboy hat thing off and mm-hmm. starts walking towards the ring and then the Hardy's music hits, and that place comes completely unglued. And you see all the people doing their, their wave with their fingers, all yelling, delete, delete, delete. That's awesome. It was absolutely incredible. And it's incredible that we're living in a day and age where Matt Hardy is more of than Jeff Hardy. I mean, I never in a million years thought I'd see this coming. Sure. And long-term booking-wise, kind of a bold prediction, kind of something I see coming, especially with this, uh, this shakeup. Mm-hmm. I could see them splitting the Hardy boys sometime soon given Matt, you know, the quote-unquote broken Matt gimmick, whether or not he can call himself that, yeah. play that gimmick, because they can't, they can't trademark him just acting like that. Right. And uh, put Jeff on another brand and let him just be classic Jeff Hardy. Like, he's one of the most well-known people he's in the one. history of the company. You got two brand-new singles performers right here with great gimmicks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff you can do with these two guys. And I thought the match itself was actually pretty solid. It was a short ladder match as far as time went, I felt like. But I thought everyone got in some really good stuff. We got to see the classic Jeff Hardy jumping off a 20-foot ladder doing a swanton. I mean, what else can you really ask for? I, this, honestly, I mean, and we're going to talk more about other debuts that happened throughout the week. But this was the biggest pop I heard all weekend. Who's up first? Paul, Paul you're up first, man. What were your thoughts on this match and the return of the Hardys? Um, I thought the build for it was really, really good. I mean, um New Day really definitely had some people going in there. Uh, I don't know why. As soon as they came out, I knew it wasn't. I didn't know who it was going to be, but I knew it wasn't them. And I was sitting there, like, I was just kind of watching at that point. Like, I'm a few matches in. So, I don't, I just feel like for some reason, like, I was like, this is not going to be them. They're not going to put themselves in this. I don't know why I felt that. But then I was wrecking my brain. I was like, I have no idea who in the world this could be. I have no, like, so I was even like, oh, wow, it's the Hardys. Because I have no idea why they were, didn't cross my mind, but like there was some gut about it. I was like, I'm, we're being duped here, but I had no idea why or who, you know. And yeah. then it was like the Hardy Boys. And I said, I was, I was like, I was trying to go through like every tag team like combination I could think of. Rock and Roll like, got inducted over the weekend. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, I, mean, I would with Vince, I wouldn't be surprised with some sort of stuff like that to have them come out there. Um, uh, it was pretty cool. I'm not a big Hardy Boys fan, right? Okay. Um, I like them individually. I like the characters they're doing right now. I really do. Uh, uh, Broken Man Hardy and, of course, uh, Jeff is a... Uh, Brother Nero. Yes. I, I like well, I like what they're doing now. Not I was never always... I was always thought they were just the high flyers. I was never a huge... Spot monkeys. Right. <laughs> well, you know I'm old school, so like that whole, like, if you get up on the third rope, then you're you're danger. You're killing the whole... whole oh, yeah, because if we're talking, you know, the Hardy boys versus someone like Kamala, I mean... I was going Kamala 100% of the time. I, I mean, I grew up with, like, the highest flyer was Snook on the top rope, right? Right. And so, like, seeing people do all this ladder stuff, I'm like, that's a little, that's, that seems dangerous. Well, that's, that's risky. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, he might want to come down off that. That's not what you that's use a ladder safe. for. That's not right. safe. <laughs> that's, that's what you use a ladder for. regulations You can't even set right the ladder. There. How oh. do you not want to? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he doesn't even have a harness on. Oh, my. He's got a spotter or nothing. What's that's, going on? That is so dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a... Uh, I thought though I thought the pacing of the match was great. I thought, um, you know, of course I called we called Enzo and Big Cass. I, I, I called did. the club. Yeah, I called Enzo and Big Cass. Nobody knew the Hardy Boys were going to all of a sudden pop in here, or I yeah. would have, you know, if it'd been like, okay, throw the Hardys in there. I'm like, it's going to be the Hardys. That's what, that would have been my guess. Dude, but, shout out to Cesaro for like not breaking his leg. I don't know if you guys noticed, but like his foot yes. went through the bottom rung of one of those ladders. Oh, shout out to it. Cesaro for doing the swing for like seventy five minutes. I mean that was uh, a long swing. We thought he was going to get to thirty three. I think he stopped for like twenty nine. Oh, but we my were like, gosh. 
That oh, was yeah. amazing. That was impressive. Oh, yeah. And, no, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Paul. And Gallo's got that. <laughs> Sheamus was knocking on Gallo's for what well, felt like forever. Oh, yeah. The Bowery, the beat, the, I don't even know what's called, the Bowery beat, set, beat when, of the Bowery. When whatever. they were sitting there hitting the same time that the swing was doing well, the swing, yeah. I was like, who cares about the swing? Let's talk about the fact that this guy over here is getting a shot to the chest like over right. and over yeah. and over again. Uh, it was a fun match, though, man. It really was fun. You got to see the big spots. Um, you know, for me, I, whether they took the belts off of Gallows and Anderson or somebody new like Enzo, but I think I I don't know how I feel about the Hardys getting the belt. I think it's a short-term thing. I really do. I think if, that was if I think that is, was because they were returning. It's like pop the fucking crowd, give them the belt. If it is a short-term thing, that, that I'm fine with it. If this turns out to be something that that's continued to going on and on, I, I'm completely disagree with that decision. Short term, great. Long term, not a, not a good move. All right, Mills, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, I had uh, Enzo and Cass winning this man, until New Day came out, and I thought it was going to be New Day. And then uh, in that split second, I was like, oh, New Day's getting their belts back. That's what's happening. Then the Hardy Boys meets a kid. And I fanned out a little bit. I did this for a good five minutes straight. Me too. And by this, I've got my index finger, my middle finger sticking out, and my thumb out as well. You know the Hardy hand motion. I did the gyrating and all that. Uh, went and got my Jeff Hardy spandex shirt out of the closet. Uh, the match was good, though. I, I actually, once the Hardys came out, I wanted them to win. Um, I wanted the Broken Hardys so bad. Well, we kind of got it a little bit. I mean, we got a little. We got some gesturing, and they did a little bit of delete. And I know it's because it's, they're being sued and everything. But Well, did you hear Matt's explanation of why he's not as broken anymore? Uh-uh. So he went on Twitter after because, like, he's been doing interviews just, like, as Matt Hardy. But okay. he's also adding in his little, like, the mouth thing he does. You can't see it uh-huh. in the video. Like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Bill's is doing it. Where he like shows like his gums in his teeth and like looks all crazy and he's doing like the, the little delete motion. He's his explanation is uh-huh. that the pop from the crowd at WrestleMania helped lessen his condition because condition. it like put it put him back into <laughs> kind of like okay. z- kind of got him out of the funk a little bit. I can see that. But I like that he kept the look with like he's he's got like the little hair mm-hmm. thing still and Here's the thing. Even if they're just the regular Hardys again, the fact that Matt Hardy especially, I mean, we're talking Matt and Jeff, but Matt Hardy especially left the WWE and completely reinvented himself to a point where the WWE had to sign him again. Mm -hmm. That says a lot about that guy as a performer and a person because people have been saying forever that he was the the more talented of the two Hardys. We just never got a real indication of it, but we're kind of seeing it happen now. And like I said before, Jeff's one of the most well-liked and popular people in the history of WWE. I mean, he hits every demographic from kids, women, children, all the way to adults. It's true. So it's really great having those guys back. And, yeah, man, I was a a really, really big fan of this happening, Uh, especially being there live, man. People were going nuts. And uh, moving on, we had the mixed tag team match between John Cena and Nikki Bella defeating The Miz and Maurice. Uh, this was a quick match. This was pretty much exactly what I think we all expected. I think we all had John Cena and Nikki Bell win in this one. And we got the proposal at the end that I think we all saw coming. I don't know how legitimate that proposal is like as far as like quote unquote real life goes. I don't Gross. know. Gross, right? <laughs> and Mills is a big time Cena hater. Yeah. I Cena sucks. I'm all about that hustle, loyalty, respect. I love John Cena, but 
It just was what it was. But I will say this. Miz looked pretty strong in this match. Miz beat down Tina a lot of the match. Yeah. And Miz is the best heel in the entire company on either show. And he's a guy that I think deserves a big push after this. Especially the way that he comes out and makes fun of John Cena. It's so fucking entertaining. Rest it's so entertaining that he actually sparked the, the debut of Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown on yep. Tuesday. Which was absolutely incredible being there live for that. As far as the match itself goes, Mills, you're up first, man. What do you think about this mixed tag match? And try to keep try to keep your hatred for John Cena just suppress just a little bit. But you can but tell but tell us how you really feel. No promises. Uh, so I mean, I, I do think it was good. Um, like you said, when Miz came out, he did a lot of um, you know striking, some moves, and he he looked legit. Like he looks like um, Mania 27 Miz, if you will. Um, I enjoyed it. I hated the double. Five knuckle shuffle. I mean, not just because I hate Cena, but no, that, that show looks corny as fuck. It, oh, it yes, looks it terrible. Um, I, I really wish Miz and Maurice won. I mean, because this is how I look at it. We knew Cena and Nikki was going away, so my point is, what what do they win for? And and Miz stated it in SmackDown. I don't know what I'm talking about yet, but he stated it. You know, hey, look, we left. We said we would never do it, and we did it. Yeah, well, we're mixing this all in to talk about SmackDown. Gotcha, yeah, sure, so I mean, yeah. it's. The, the the Mania match, eh, it was cool. I wanted Miz and Maurice to win. I figured Cena and Nikki were going to win because you could tell they were hinting to some kind of proposal. Um, if it was real, gross. If it was false, gross. Um, it was just, it's that whole thing. I mean, Miz is right on the money with the, Nikki, I love you. How was that? Was that a good read? That's how they look, and that's what I see. Yes, I hate Cena. Nick, the Bellas are okay. But that that's what I'm seeing. It was just gross. Paul? I love John Cena. Gross. I'm a huge John Cena fan. Uh, don't get me hyped. It's turning right now. Uh, I'm telling you, I, uh, I hated this match. Obviously, we talked about this beforehand. You never wanted uh, it to happen. Right? What, what, yeah, no, I never wanted this match to happen. I wouldn't believe it for the longest time. I'm a huge Cena fan. I think he's a huge talent. Uh, he's definitely the, the, the best wrestler of the past decade that we've had come along. Um, and for him to be wasted, this this thing is. Uh, listen, talent wise, as far as like wrestling ability, no, he's not. But as far as like drawing power and superstar, I, I'll give you that. That yeah, man can sell T-shirts and uh, hats off to his Make a Wish thing. I, I'm yeah, I'm big I mean, on that. As far as a talent, he's I mean he's his one of the in-ring biggest. character. Yeah, that's well, what I. I, I like his in-ring character too. He's Gross. you know he's I like I like what he does for that too. Um, well, no, no one no one here is making the argument that he's the best in-ring worker as correct. far as wrestling goes. Great, but he's his, very, his character is very vanilla. Some people yes. like it. Some people absolutely despise it. But I'm supposed to hate it. That's how I feel yeah, about sure. it. I so feel like I. he's doing what he's supposed to do because there has never been a time I haven't hated seeing. Him. But I, I've loved him the whole time. Sounds well, like he's doing what he's supposed well, to do. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> okay. What did you think about his promo that he cut right before WrestleMania where he called Miz a pussy and all that stuff? That was pretty good. The that one where he angry. said, you know, you, you did your video, and then there was a second where you got real. Um, I thought that was pretty dope. He sounded like a strong Cena. And Cena can cut promos. Right. I just, I'm just not a Cena fan. Sure. But I think I will admit Cena is good at what he does. He knows how to bring people, whether they come to cheer him or boo him. Because every event I've ever been to, I scream until my head hurts. That Cena sucks. At the same time, two rows back, I'm getting cussed out by grown men who love Cena. The kids are looking at me crazy. But that just means he's doing what he's supposed to do. Sure. So, I mean, he's, he's good as far as that's concerned. I just don't like Cena. Totally uh, understandable. It's, it's the same way I feel about like Roman Reigns. I, right. to I totally understand. 
John Cena, though, I, I, I thought this match was exactly what we said it was going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a build up to the proposal. Right. Um, that's all it was supposed to have been. That's all it was. Um, we, we, I told you I thought it was going to be a quick match. It was a quick match. Uh, and it was exactly what Cena proposed to Nikki Bella. She accepted it. It was the big moment. Uh, for uh, all the ladies out there, they swooned over the big proposal and the Tiffany Diamond. And I do think it is a real thing. I really do. I think it's going to be something that happens. Um, you know, they'll he'll have a they'll have a whole series of uh, Cena, John, and Nikki. They'll have their own TV show of their uh, engagement, gross. and they'll have a TV show of their their first year married. And it'll be just like a. An old school show of Jessica Simpson and Nick oh, uh, from back in the day. Oh, it's it's oh, gonna no. it's gonna be something just similar like that. But there's money. There's gonna be money there. People are gonna right, watch though. it. Sadly, um, you're right. And you know, and I, so I do think it's real. I think they are gonna get married. I think it's all gonna be videotaped. Uh, yeah. And McMahon's gonna make money off of this. And right. this is just John Cena as he's in another way a company guy. Uh, where he's able to sit there and make McMahon more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when he doesn't have to be in the spotlight, I can still be over here in the spotlight uh, providing you content uh, in a probably a bigger way than it putting some wrestler over right now. I can't tell you how many girls I know that have no idea what the WWE is aside from Total Divas and Total Bellas. Like, yeah. There is an entire audience of women that love that stuff on the E! Network that, yeah. they're, that they're reaching with this yeah. stuff. As far as the match, it was what it was, right? right? Which is which is a shit show, and we knew it was going to be one. And then we got the proposal, which we feared it would, and and now Cena's off, and and you know, that's, that's that's all what we we expected. Cena's nothing, gone, but Shinsuke is in. What a good trade off! What a great trade off! I'll take it. Yeah, we'll all take that. Two yeah, I'm, I mean, I like Cena, but like uh, I'm I'm all about like fresh talent too, and uh, yeah. you know, I'm excited. I'm excited about uh, Finn being here. Hell yeah, we're I talking mean, about we, that too. Finn's my next. Listen, I went. Um, Hogan, puberty, Cena, and now Finn's gonna be my new guy. <laughs> right. See, he Gross. missed he missed Austin. He did. That's, that's I did. I'm a huge Austin fan. I've gone, I've gone back since the network launched and watched all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I hit uh, once I hit puberty, then wrestling was just the rest. Multiple things in my life took a back seat to uh, to rock and roll and girls and all kinds of stuff like that. So uh, I think we've gone uh, there. Uh, then I had my, my my oldest son, and then I got back into watching. You know, he had all the figures, and we went back to it, and I relived my childhood. So there you go. Now um, he's hit puberty, and he don't watch anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> and for what it's worth, I mean, how do you think Balor is that next guy? At least for the next few years. Yeah, like, we talked about yeah, that. He's about he's that. definitely he's got the look. He's got now. Is he really, really that guy? I think he's going to be our transition to the next guy. Well, it's only to because be of his age, because he's been around for a long exactly. time already. He, right. He's too old to really be that guy. He's going to take us over the next five years before we have that next decade guy, mm-hmm. right? And we don't really have—we have no idea who that is because they're probably going to be pretty young, right? And they're probably some new talent who's—I've heard of. Oh God, I, I almost wrote this guy's name down. He's like eighteen or nineteen years old, and he's killing it right now. And I can't think of what his name is. Um, um, where is he? Um, it's a it's a major. You're going to edit this shit out. It's fine. Um, fuck. He's um, it, it's not New Japan. Wait, the the 
the UK champion, Tyler Bate. Tyler yes. Bate. Tyler yeah. Bate. Yeah. I can yes. see them bringing up Tyler Bate. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's got a great young and he's, he's, he's already yeah. a good champ. Yes. Dude, him right. and Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn's fucking oh, yeah. money. Now, Pete Dunn is the yeah. bruiserweight, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly who. That's exactly who. Mustache Mountain guy. Okay. Yeah. Isn't he like 18 or 19 years old? 19 years old. He's yeah. He's got a huge future. I mean, he's pretty solid. Yeah. Well, they announced that they're starting very soon. The UK is going to have their own. Let's look back. No, it's gone. Oh, I thought we were still, still rolling. I thought we were going to go back into it. No, this is it. Okay, well, here. Still Watch going. this. Ready? The guy's name is Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate, yeah. Tyler yeah, Bate's the man. That's who it UK is. champion. Yeah, I just thought of it. It was amazing. Yeah, I might even leave in the part of that where we were talking about all that and, uh, you know, don't oh, probably hear it all. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how I edit this But thing Tyler up. Bate, he's, he's going to be the next face of WWE. That's possible. Call I that right that. now. Okay. Well, like talk exclusive. Well, and the UK is going to have their own show starting very soon. So they're going to be defending that championship and having their own little like NXT 205 Live type show on the network soon. So it's a um, revolution pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And yeah, I, I like that. I mean, Tyler Bates, a guy who's got a really bright future. There's another guy killing it in New Japan right now who isn't very old named Kenny Omega. I mean, he's the kind of guy who can definitely come over and, and yeah. take it. How old is he? Because I feel like he's been around for a minute, he's though. Not, well, he's younger than AJ and those guys. I mean, I'm not saying AJ's young, but he's he's kind of – I see him being plugged into kind of the AJ role because he'll be able to do those kind of matches no. for when AJ's no longer able to do those kind of yeah. matches for at least a handful of years. Um, then there's other guys that are coming up throughout the ranks. You know, Nakamura is too old to, to do – what we're talking about. He's in the same boat as Ballard. But we'll have time to talk about all that. But I do think Finn is the face of the company for at least the next five years or so if I'm if I'm the WWE. Same with AJ. As long as AJ can keep going, mm-hmm. give him whatever he wants. Yeah. Like, he is the fucking man. So, that all being said, we're going to move on to the next match of WrestleMania. A non-sanctioned match. Seth Rollins defeats Triple H. I thought this was a good match. And I'm glad that Seth Rollins uh, seems to be healthy. He made it through the match. Now, one thing I want to mention was a great point that was made on Steve Austin's podcast, the same podcast that you were talking about. Why didn't Rollins go after Triple H's quads? Like, the whole story was, like, about, like, Rollins' leg being hurt. And, like, Triple H has had both of his legs worked on. It would have made perfect sense for Rollins to attack Triple H's previously injured legs, just like he injured his legs leading up to the match. Um, Mills, you're first, right? Uh, Who's first? It doesn't matter. I'll go ahead and go. Uh, Oh, no, no. You did the... I mean, this part I'll edit out. But it's fine. He's good. It's okay, cool. Mills, what are your thoughts on this one, man? The on the non-sanctioned match between Rollins and Triple H. Um, so I, I was actually really impressed from start to finish. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know he was injured for real. I don't know if he's back to healthy and they're just selling that he's, you know, not completely 100% or he's actually not 100%. But either way, I believe it. 100, like, I'm for real. Like, oh, man, he's going to break his leg off. Um, but it was good. I was just proud. He made it all the way down the ramp, first of all. Um, and then, you know, I, t- I talked about, you know, entrances a little earlier. Triple H comes out with a police escort. Then down on the three-wheeled bike, I thought the bike was kind of weird. But it was still cool nonetheless. Like, again, I, when I think of mania, I think of over the top of over the top. Right. Like, I need to see the biggest, most craziest things. And Triple H is pretty good about delivering every year. You know, he's done, like, the Terminator. He's done the King. Uh, I mean, all kind of stuff. Um, I even liked uh, Seth Rollins with the torch. Yeah. Puts the torch down. It goes all the way down the ramp. I just thought, like, little details like that. That's cool. the kind of stuff I get a kick out of. The live crowd really liked it, too. Um, but the match was good. You know, they kind of both just back and forth, and you could see the brutality. And 
Uh, I'm glad that Rollins got to win. Yeah. Because I feel like if he would have lost, that would have made him look too weak. Um, but he finally got his WrestleMania moment. He got the win. He got his payback from being kicked out of the authority. Um, I, I liked all of it. Like, everything surrounding it. I just thought the match was great. Awesome. Paul, what were your thoughts, man? Yeah, I'm going to echo some of that stuff. I thought that, first of all, Stephanie looked hot as hell. Dude, uh, she, hell yeah. I want to tell you right now, for for where she's at, and, I mean, she she looked like a fucking badass. How many kids? Three uh, kids? Yeah, Three I mean, she, she looked hot as hell in that outfit. Uh, Triple H looked like a badass. The whole, like, the, the police escort and everything, it was a really cool entrance. Uh, agree with Mills that Rollins with the torch and everything was pretty cool. Um, as far as the match goes, uh, you know, I... I you know, what I like about this match is that is that there's hope. I'm hopeful now that, and I do believe that we're at a point where there is so much talent in WWE. This may be, and I'm just looking at this sheet, and I know there's more people that came out in, in Raw and SmackDown afterwards. This may finally be the most full, talented, uh, where you can actually watch shows and watch the wrestling uh, show that we've had since the pre-Attitude Era. Um, and I really think that this is almost like an old school kind of, and I know like I speak about old school a lot, but I think you really do have like where you can just tell some stories. Mm-hmm. I think, I'll be honest with you, I think we might have finally gotten to the point where we don't have to have authority or the big man yeah. involved in storylines anymore. I agree anymore. with that. And I think that that was a nice moment um, where, you know, Stephanie's out and Triple H is done. I'm at a point now where I really want to start honoring Triple H for the work that he's put in. And really, because I think we all respect what he has done. Especially with um, NXT and stuff. Like, we all and, know he's building the future for right. us. And I don't think any of us hate Triple H, right? I mean, like, even though, like, he's injured nah. Rollins and stuff like that or whatever, he's played this character. But we all know it's a character. We all know who really Triple H is. Mm-hmm. And I think we're at a point now where we, we really just want to respect Triple H and Stephanie and the work that they're doing and just let the wrestlers tell the story. I think yeah. we're finally at a place where... And it's so gone and it's so associated with such an era that we're not even we're not really linked to anymore that yeah. it doesn't even make sense why we're having all these feuds anymore. I, I th- mm-hmm. But I do think that we've got a roster that's full, and I, hopefully this is the match that was the beginning point of the end of authority figure storylines and the McMahons being involved in such a, a deep hand yeah. in, um, in what's going on. I mean, I like that idea, too, because I remember back in the day, there was really no, like, authority figure in the storylines for a very long time. It'd be like something controversial would happen. They'd be like, President Jack Tunney is out for a special announcement. It was like, yeah. you saw this guy, like, once a year. Yeah. And he'd be like, the title's up for grabs. And you're like, okay, well, I guess the title's up for grabs because the commissioner said so. Yeah. You know, so I'm all about that. Um, and just to echo your guys' thoughts, you know, I thought this match was really good, and the crowd was really into it. And seeing Rollins beat Triple H with a pedigree, which is his finishing move, but of course popularized by Triple H himself. The thing all just came, kind of came full circle. Uh, Stephanie takes a bump through a table, so she's going to be off TV for a while, which yeah. led to... looked like a weak bump, though, I'll be honest with you. It, but he barely that, touched her. Yeah, yeah, it was. It looked like a weak bump, but that table looked gimmicked out. It, it looked like that thing broke like way too easy for right. her. It, that, that whole sequence was kind of almost... Like it was, a, it was such a weak bump. It was yeah. so staged. All that was so choreographed. It was a little bit. It, it, it lacked a little bit. Yeah. But I'm gonna be honest though, I was kind of excited with the Triple H bump into Stephanie, and she fell through because it's that you finally got your comeuppance. You've been coming out here for the last year or longer, making somebody wrestle 15 people, and if they lose, they're fired. You finally got something back, and that it happened 
by Seth hitting Triple H, Triple H hitting Stephanie, and it wasn't a direct attack on Stephanie, I geeked out. I was like, yeah, take that. Yeah. You deserve it. And then to kind of talk about Raw a little bit, I know she's out from being hurt, but the fact that we had a Raw open without Stephanie – Without I the, awesome. oh, I'm burnt out. But yeah, I'm, I liked it, man. Even though I agree with you, though, the bump when you look at it back, the bump was kind of yeah. weak. But yeah. overall, the story they're telling right there, I loved it. And we got the debut of the general manager of Raw, Kurt Angle, yeah. the next night. Which hey, man, let me ask you this: Why was he so wet? <laughs> Kurt Angle? Yeah. On Raw? Did you see it? Well, what well, was there live? Well, was, I mean, did you see intensity? It? Did you see how, how, how soaked his jacket was? Oh, no, I couldn't tell. So, like, on the, on the upper shoulder, like, right here on each side, the entire back was soaked. Jeez. But his shirt was not. It was the weirdest damn thing. His shirt was dry, but his yeah. jacket was wet. I wonder if Reigns gave him a big hug from behind before he went out there. Yeah, it looks like, here's what it looked like. No, it looked like he had sweat through it. Right. Um. And maybe had even soaked his shirt, had to change shirts and put a new one on, is what it almost looked like. It was, it was the weird. You need to look at when he comes out there. It makes it just look go back and look at his entrance and see how soaked that jacket is. Okay, it's the it's, it. it's the weirdest thing. It's 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 really weird. It was actually trending on Twitter. Oh, wow. it was trending about why why his they were trying to figure out why his jacket was wet. Oh man, we'll talk about a big pop. I mean, him coming out on Raw with all the fans. You suck. Yeah. You suck. Oh yeah. Did you go to the Hall of Fame? I did not go to the Hall of Fame. Okay, but what was the what was was there talk about the Hall of Fame there? Yeah, um, a lot of people really really liked his speech. I thought I I I watched it on the network, so I I did see it. Um, Quite a few people talking about. Um, Rick Rude's son, how big that guy was. Dude, he's a beast. Wondering yeah. why he's not signed. Right? That guy's yeah, like, giant. Yeah, he might be on the same stuff as his dad was on. Maybe that's why he's not getting signed. I don't know. But it worked for his dad. It worked for his dad for a while. Uh, today's landscape, it's a lot harder well, to get I'm, away with I'm it. old school. I'm, I'm like, put them all on steroids. <laughs> about it. Let's see <laughs> what happens. You must love you some Ginger Mahal. Put, put them all on steroids and let's see what happens. Oh, that's what Huh? That's no? hilarious. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it is pro wrestling, man. I know there's... You know, health and wellness and all that, but I'm kind of with you, Paul. Man, let them all take the juice. Dude, it's entertainment, right? It, right? It's no different. Than, I guarantee you, there's some movie stars who, when they're oh, trying to get rock. buff for for movies and, and get in a certain shape, there's steroid use being in there, mm-hmm. and there's nobody sitting there going, "Well, hey, you're going to be suspended from naked, making your next movie because old took, man Logan, you took right, <laughs> right." There's no way Hugh Jackman's doing that jazz without any kind of help of something. And you know, so this is where really like where WWE entertainment. We are not some sanctioned sports right. entity um, that is, you know, we don't have to go to Las Vegas and, and make sure we hit all the fight things anymore. There's mm-hmm. not, a, you know, anything sanctioned like that. Nobody's really gambling um, on anything like that. Speaking of which, WrestleRumble.com. Yeah, WrestleRumble.com. They are fucking awesome. I met Matt from WrestleRumble. Shout out to Matt if you're listening, man. I actually gave him a ride home from Raw. I, I drove my truck up there and. I met up with him, and he was, like, the nicest guy in the world. Hooked him up with a couple Fight Talk podcast t-shirts for him and his girlfriend. And what a nice fucking guy. I mean, that guy is helping me out a lot. He's actually getting me hooked up with some guys. Um, I won't name drop him on here, but he's hooking me up with some guys who are going to make for some really good interviews and be able to link me up with guys who can give me even more interviews. So big shout out to them. Hopefully the listeners went to WrestleRumble.com, got their picks in, and they went the opposite of what me and you picked. 
Because again, you and I stunk it up on the WrestleRumble.com page. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> not even close on WrestleRumble.com. Like, horrible. We made no money off this. No. The best way to make money on WrestleRumble.com is to pick opposite of us. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Well, you, you, great. You'll kill it. Well, anyway, well, I don't know. I can't remember where we were at, but I'm uh, gonna... Seth Rollins and Triple H is the last thing we did. So we're, we're talking about we're, we were off down some sort of rabbit hole about oh, something yeah. else for a while. We have we've gone down a rabbit we hole about a lot of steroids. steroids. That's what we ended on with the steroids. Anyway, I'm with you guys. I mean, I know it's not. Oh, a we sport. talked about that. We were talking about the Hall of Fame. Is what we talked about. Rick yeah. Rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the Rock and Roll Express. How great were they? Oh, great to see those guys finally getting there. Dude, and talk about. A fucking return. Jim Cornette fucking killed it on the mic like he always does. I mean, Did they got to sign Did you see the picture again. of Cornette in the revival? I saw that. No, but I bet you Cornette was marking out because he still hadn't really. I, I think he's like the. I think the revival is like the only thing he watches in the WWE. If I'm correct. Man, could you imagine Cornette and the revival together? I, I think that so would work, sick. man. I know so it would work. I've been saying for on your podcast that we've got to get managers back in WWE. Yeah, that's yeah. something that's ha- that has to happen. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that um, um, legions of uh, authors, authors of pain, authors of pain. Uh, Ellery, you know that, that, uh-huh. that he's down there doing that, and that they're allowing that to happen, mm-hmm. and that that's something that's going on. I would love to see uh, Cornette back. Yeah, oh, love for sure. to see that for sure. And also, I mean, on the Hall of Fame subject, uh, good seeing Eric Bischoff back. Got a good reception. Um, I've talked about it before. I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast before, but I met him over the summer and completely marked out. Like, I don't know yeah. if I'm going to talk to you guys about this. Not I haven't ever heard about. So this. this was a. I'll do a real quick story. I meet Eric Bischoff at the Nashville Fairgrounds at a Freedom Pro show here in Nashville. I remember when he came to Nashville. Yep, yep. he came in. Uh, the show hadn't started yet. He walked right past me. I reached my hand out, shook his hand, said, Mr. Bischoff, my name's Steven Jensen. I'm a, I'm a real big fan. I grew up on WCW. Uh, really, really cool that you're here in Nashville. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks, man. And, like, I wanted to ask him for a picture, but I also know those guys historically, like Kevin Nash, for instance. You ask him, he's going to be like, yeah, 20 bucks, man, you get a picture. And I'm like, I'm not trying to embarrass myself or right. be like, well, I want a picture with you, but not for $20. Sorry, dude. Right. So anyway, I don't get the picture, but I'm like, thanks, Eric. You know, really appreciate it. And as he's walking away, so I'll preface this by saying I talk to pro wrestlers and UFC fighters occasionally for this show, and it's I'm, 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 I don't get quite as starstruck as I used to when I'm around these kind of guys, but Eric Bischoff's different. I mean, he was responsible for so much of my childhood being a WCW fan, especially the NWO. So he's walking away, and he's probably like – I'd say probably 20 feet away from me. And I'm like, Mr. Bischoff. And like, he turns back around and he's just looking at me eye to eye. And I completely freeze and start <laughs> doing the bow motion from like Wayne's world at him. And he just All looks at me and he out. just looks at me and like gives me this weird, like rolling eyes, like thumbs up and just walks straight to the concessions. So freaked out. Oh, by you. dude. Well, this isn't even the end of the story. Oh so, my God. So I, see him, so I see him go to the concessions, right? And there's only one person in front of him. So I'm like, okay, shit, I'm going to redeem myself. I'm gonna go oh my God. Him. You're not going back. I'm going to oh, go, I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to no. go, 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 go buy this dude a beer at the concession. Oh my God. You're so marked out at this so, point. So I walk up right behind him. Oh my God. Right behind him. Steve, this he's, is horrible. This is painful to he's, hear this he's story. Next, he's next in line. He steps up to order the beer and I hear him, I hear him say, I drink Coors Light and I'm reaching up to touch his shoulder to, t- to tell him, 
hey man, I got I got your Coors Light. Like they're gonna make him pay. And no, they were gonna make him pay. Oh, oh yeah, fairground. Yeah. No, they oh, want yeah. all the money, buddy. So so I was like, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. And as I put my hand up to touch his shoulder, the music for the show hits, and he turns around and just sees me leaning towards him. And I just 180 the other direction and just fucking walk away. <laughs> I was just like, fuck it. This guy thinks I'm weird as fuck. I'm out of here. Because you were being weird as fuck. A little. I get it, though. You know, you got 15 years of wrestling going all through your head in four seconds. Yeah, oh, Mr. Bischoff. Totally botched my my interaction with Eric Bischoff. So, um, so anyways, he's not going to be a guest on the podcast anytime soon. I doubt it. I hope he comes on sometime. Love you, Eric Bischoff. Let's <laughs> ah, make it WrestleMania. Let's go yeah, WrestleMania. Creepy at all, man. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. Totally blew it. I feel so sorry for you. That was a horrible story. <laughs> You should never See tell you guys at the fairgrounds this summer. Yeah, I'm not Hopefully going you'll with get you. a redemption. I'm not yes. going. He's coming back. I'm not going with you to the fairgrounds. Next match, we had Randy Orton defeating Bray Wyatt for the WWE Championship. I had Bray Wyatt winning this one. Uh, so did Mills, it sounds like. Paul, I can't remember your prediction. I I don't remember my prediction either. I'll be honest with you on this one. I, I think do really you had don't. Bray, I think. But I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong. Now, I saw, you know. No, you did because you thought that Harper and Rowan were going to That's come out right. Helping. That's yep. right. Yeah, I had watched. I thought there was going to be interference. I thought we were going to see a re, uh, reuniting of the Wyatt family. That's I right. Thought, I thought it was going to be a full on reuniting. It was not. So I don't know how this match came off on screen yet, but live it was definitely a little weird because of all like the hologram projections of like the maggots and larva or like whatever all that stuff was. The fans reacted to it, but it was really more so of like. What's happening right now? This this was an example of what we thought was so cool about the torch and the ramp and using the technology and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. This is an example of poor use of technology to try to enhance something. It was on TV. It looked just as bad to me. I don't have no idea what you saw, but I yeah. I personally I thought it was distracting and and not really the, and pointless. My, well, my, my POV on it is I feel like if you were at the show, you didn't get the full effect because you didn't have that overhead view of the ring. Well, they would show it on the big screen, gotcha. but but it was still – you still don't know, like, what you're seeing versus what they're showing gotcha. on the network, you know? So when I saw it, the maggots, I was in awe, like shock and awe. I'm just like, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like it. I thought that was great. The worms didn't do as well. Now, if they'd have flipped it and there were worms first – then maggots, but it's the maggots themselves. To see the overhead view, uh, Bray's in the corner doing the upside down thing. Randy's laying on his back, looking up like, "What the hell?" I thought the maggots went over really good. When the worms hit, it just it didn't it wasn't the same. Because again, shock factor. The average person could care less about a worm. Everybody knows earthworms aren't scary. You cut them in half, and now they're two worms. Okay, but maggots are a different story. You associate maggots with decay death shit like that so i thought the maggots was on point i thought the worms was just all right we get it we saw it and this isn't gonna do it i just i feel like this match when you've got those two characters and what they've done everything has been earthy everything has been organic Mm -hmm. everything has been physical that an electronic manipulation of the of the ring didn't fit with where the match was if there had been a raining down pouring of worms on top of him okay. out of nowhere, right? That 
I mean, they had the above ring up there. They could have gimmicked something up there where it rained down on Orton. All of a sudden, he's covered in all these, and that's what they're having to wrestle all these, or something. That would have made more sense yeah. if, if you know if, if he'd flipped upside down and said something and then made it rain worms onto him. I'm all about that. All right. Electronics in this just is was not the feel. We set a, a, a freaking building on fire, but we're going to use electronics to to manipulate. That didn't fit with it. it just it fell out of place. Now I will say I thought this match felt kind of flat. It kind of felt like Orton just kind of got the win in like a pretty regular match with the RKO, and I think it made Bray look kind of weak. But that's kind of their thing. They make Bray look weak in big match situations, especially at WrestleMania. It seems yep. like every year. And I mean, there's going to be more going forward now that you know Eric Rowan's back. We saw that on SmackDown, and they're going to reform the Wyatts. I hope to God Bo Dallas joins because everyone's uh, wanted to see great. him do something. And I mean, he's, he's tailor made for it. Now. He got the beard in the long. God, hair now. can we get a Sister Abigail? Someone to place this like an actual. Yes, physical sister I want Abigail. a Sister Abigail out there. I feel like that could either go over great or it's going to be like when Kane took his fucking mask off and you saw like the weird fucking black tar on yeah. his face. And I was like, oh, we waited all this time for I thought for it this. was disfigured. I, I, think, yeah. I think there's some really talented girls out there, especially if they really want to jump in that, that, that could be a really beneficial. And then they could probably spin off a career uh, with some really solid women's yeah. stuff if they really pick the right person. And it's sitting there. I've, I have no idea why they haven't jumped on that and, and put a Sister Abigail out there. Yeah, I'm not against it. Don't, nope. don't the, uh, Bray and Bo have an actual sister that wrestles? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, well, there you go. I mean, his literal sister. I don't know what her name is. Abigail, Maybe they're waiting. But... Maybe they're waiting. Yeah, I mean, it could be. If they're building up to something, I mean, they kind of paint it right now as a ghost or an entity or a spirit or whatever. Well, so is Undertaker and Kane, right? That's I'm, true. I mean, they're they're the dead man and all stuff yeah. like that. But um, I I uh, I did have one more thing to say on that. I uh, I'm, how do y'all feel about Orton being the champion now, though? I mean, that, that's the. I mean, it's to me, it's nothing special. I, I feel like it completes the story. What we've seen, Randy joins the Wyatts. We think he's going to turn. He actually is with the Wyatts. Later on down the road, he does the classic snake move yeah. and then, you know, turns against him, and he beat him for the title. It tells the story. It completes the story. It yeah, completes it, it, and that's it, fine. It's, it's I like great, that. It's a great story they've told with this. The problem is at the end of the story with the way they've positioned it, you've got Randy Orton as the champion. Yeah. And you've got all this young talent, and yep. and – what are you going to do with the Orton as your champion? Yeah, no. I, I thought Bray was going to get the win. I mean, not not to make Randy look weak. It's just that with Bray winning the belt, he finally looked strong. Or, in another way, they're giving him what he's been due. Because his Bray character is kind of old now. I don't mean old like it's played out. I just mean it's not new. But he's done something that no other wrestler is doing right now. I mean, I, you were there. I'm, I'm damn sure everybody had the Firefly out. You know? Oh, yeah, it was huge. It was massive. Every show I've ever been to. That has Bray in it. Even if they think Bray's going to be there, everybody participates. So, yeah, I don't know. And I agree with you guys. Like, I understand Randy Orton is the quote unquote safe move. He's been the champion. This is his 13th reign. Mm-hmm. He's a recognizable guy. He's one of the most recognizable guys in the company, kind of next to John Cena and a few others. But I will say this if this leads to Randy Orton. Well, here's the thing. He's a babyface still. And it looks like AJ Styles is making a babyface turn right now, also. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see Randy and, and AJ for the belt, possibly. We've seen it once before on SmackDown, and it was a good match. But 
I don't I don't know what they're gonna do with Orton, but once again, this could have a lot to do with that brand shakeup. Like, nope. what's gonna happen with him with that belt? Yeah, and he's gonna probably have a whole influx of new people we can work with. So we'll see where it goes. We'll new stay team. optimistic about it, but but it but it is kind of like same old shit. Like, I mean, yeah. we've seen him win the championship so many times, but it is also nice at the end of the day to see a long term storyline played out with like an ending that made sense. That's why I'm not mad because they because WWE completed a story. Yeah, not not upset with it. Yeah, yeah. You're it's, right. like, it's just you're kind of. Yeah, well, I mean, Randy it's Orton's kind of predictable in a way. And Randy Orton's champion, and yeah, I mean, like what I, is he, 13 time it. now? And I, but I also, and I'm probably in the minority here, but I also remember Brock straight owning him, like, yeah. like on a completely different level. That's and they're the two champions. Staples in his head. Yeah, and they're yeah. the two champions now. Like, yeah. it makes the Universal Champion look way stronger to me than WWE yeah, Champion. That's true. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Universal. Well, that's up next, so what a coincidence. Look at that. Good segue. Brock Lesnar defeats Goldberg to win the Universal Championship. What? And I'm going to say it right now. This match I thought was fucking awesome. With was. With these two guys and their two movesets and the things that these guys do, this was the match that we wanted at WrestleMania 20. Mm-hmm. This is the match we wanted this past Survivor Series. I think that at the end of the day, they put all they put it all back on Brock. Mm-hmm. He's the conqueror again. He's the monster. He's the beast incarnate. He's the baddest man walking the planet. He's the former UFC heavyweight champion. He's everything that Paul Heyman says that he is. He's the he's one of the two in twenty three and two. We're gonna get into that very shortly. But I thought this was great because you come out the gate, Brock hits his suplexes, and you're and you're like, oh shit, suplex city, this is it. This is yeah. and then spear. Yeah. And you're like, oh no. And then I think it was like another spear, and you're like, oh my god. Then it spears to the barricade, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, and crazy. the second that Brock jumped Goldberg, I was like, fucking yes. Yeah. There it is. Like, and that's that's where I think this this whole feud and this match, and everything becomes so great is that leapfrog because that's that's Brock going. I know your tricks. I know what you're doing. I've got you scouted. Boom. But here's another thing. It keeps Goldberg looking like a strong, insane mm-hmm. monster if he ever does come back ever again because he essentially knocked himself out going for the spear into the turnbuckle and then Brock threw him around with all those suplexes and yeah. hit him for that fight. This was like a four-minute match, whatever it was, and this was perfect for what it was meant to be and what it accomplished. I probably took a lot of words out of your guys' mouths, but this is the one I really wanted to elaborate on myself because I was a Bill Goldberg fan growing up as a kid, WCW was was my company. I loved it. And Brock Lesnar is one of those very rare guys. He's the only guy I'm ever going to see probably in my lifetime who's success, who's as successful in WWE and the UFC, the two worlds that I'm I'm so involved in. And I thought these guys killed it in this match. Paul, you're up first, man. What were your thoughts on this? Man, it was a great match. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I have nothing really more to con, uh, contribute than what you went through the whole damn match. I'm sorry. Right well, there. it was a short match. <laughs> it's it hard, short it's hard match. not it to go through match. everything. Right. When yeah, I mean, that was solid. Um, that was a great match. Loved it. Um, and uh, I did exactly what I thought that was going to happen. Um, I didn't know it was going to go that way. But, I mean, I, I thought Brock Lesnar was going to come out this um, as the champion. We all picked Brock. I'm sure. um, oh, yeah. And uh, and Goldberg walks away strong. Lesnar walks away strong. Um, two legends, two future Hall of Famers. Um, just uh, it was a hell of a match, exactly what it needed to be, which was uh, a good length, still short, and uh, and told a quick but uh, uh, important story. Yep. Good. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you both of y'all pretty much covered it, but although short, um, plenty of physicality. Um, that was kind of my gripe with the other matches, which one was kind of a rumble, and then the other one happened so fast. I hate quick matches, unless it's a gimmick thing or something funny. Um, but this 
this, you know, finished up what they had been doing, and it was good. I, I, don't, I really wasn't upset. Uh, I definitely think Lesnar needed to win. Goldberg winning again, I, I just I wouldn't have bought it. But I think both of them look good, and at the end of the day, it was a pretty good match. Cool. And I'll also mention this. Um, I know it showed on the network after Raw, but for the live crowd especially, it was, it was great to see Goldberg come out at the end of the show mm-hmm. and come out and formally retire and really put over you know the fact that he's done this for his family. And, yeah. you know, what I really liked is he took ownership in the ring and, and told everybody, because he was getting a lot of boos at WrestleMania. He was getting a lot of boos at Raw, even when he came out to, to announce his retirement. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a lot of, it's a lot of quote-unquote smart marks out there that, right. you know. So Goldberg came out there and basically said, like, Listen, everybody. Like, you can boo me. You can hate. Like, I don't. I don't really care what your opinion is. But like, at least just shut the fuck up and let me talk. Because this is not part of the show. This is me coming out and really telling you guys how I feel. Yeah. Really being me and like, you know, they've given me this platform and and I did my best while I was here to mm-hmm. to give you guys what you wanted to give you the old Goldberg. I, I'm not a I'm not a young guy anymore. I did the best that I could. Right. And you know, regardless, as long as that little boy in the front row, his son can can respect his dad and, and and got to see him do it that's all he was doing this yeah. for was was for that and there's nothing wrong with that so i i really i liked this thing all the way around and you know it's great to see it's great to see goldberg come back and and this is what people are going to remember about goldberg in the wwe they're going to forget all the bullshit about wrestlemania 20 with brock lesnar all the stupid shit they did with having him lose and, and not look strong in his mm-hmm. first run this is the wwe goldberg people are going to remember the guy that yeah. came back and beat brock and then had a really good wrestlemania match with him too uh side note you mentioned his son uh go on well you're already online by listening to this but go on the internet and search for the gif of Goldberg's son jumping over the barricade. And falling. It is hilarious. Yes, and Goldberg even makes a joke that he's like, he's like, that kid just took one more bump than I've ever taken in my career up to last <laughs> night. So I thought that was funny. And uh, and moving on, we had the SmackDown Women's Championship match. I thought this match was going to get cut off the show for a minute. I was like, what? are they going to have time to do this? Yeah. Um, Naomi defeats Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Becky Lynch, Mickey James, Natalia to win back her SmackDown Women's Championship. In a quick match, everyone got their stuff in. It had to be fast because of the length of the other matches and the length of the show in general. Naomi is a girl from from Orlando. It was her hometown crowd. and I mean, she's over, though. The fans love her. Mills, what do you think about this one, man? Uh, it was cool, man. The only problem I had with this match is how vague it was when it came about. And they were like, every available woman, and nobody knows what kind of match it is. I'm like, okay, so then what? Um, but they, I guess they tied it up nice. Um Naomi went. I wanted her to win the title. I feel like she's deserved it for quite some time. And uh, I like that she's got a submission now. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like the rear view is a move you can do to put someone down for three seconds. Unless yeah. you're a horny young teen. Right. Um, <laughs> and you want to stay down right. for the three. <laughs> um, right. But her having a submission makes her look stronger than she already does. Um, which kind of leads me into her being on SmackDown selling the knee injury. Now, I don't know if that's, again, you know, real or fake. But she sold the hell out of it. I just hope she doesn't have to go away again because I'd like to see her stay champ long enough to become memorable. Absolutely. And me and Paul talked about it on our preview podcast. Uh, when she returned on SmackDown last week before Mania, the place went nuts and she she looked great. Mm-hmm. Paul, what were your thoughts on this SmackDown Women's Championship match? Yes, I called Naomi to win it. Um, I, thought, I, thought I think we all called Naomi, I, I believe. That was exactly what I thought was going to happen. Uh, I, I think she's strong. I she looked good. Um, you know, it is what it is. It was a buffer match to get you in between uh, um, Lesnar and uh, and 
than what what was about to take place. So it was it served its purpose. I don't think that uh, you really wanted it to be this over the top match. Um, you, you would have hurt uh, Naomi winning the title was great. You would have hurt almost every other match that was. I'm sitting here looking at the live trying to figure out who you could have swapped that out with, and it wouldn't have hurt them. Um, and I don't see anybody. This is almost like the only match you could have put in this spot that could have been that buffer. Mm-hmm. And it was exactly probably what the crowd needed was just to be able to sit down for a second, catch your breath, and get ready because they know now the Undertaker's about to roll out here. Yep. Cool. Well, we're going to get into that in a second. I just want to do a quick shout-out just to get it out there because we're not going to do full-on Raw and SmackDown prediction or uh, full-on Raw and SmackDown reviews or anything like that with NXT. We've, we touched on it a little bit, but I do want to mention, you know, the Revival came up yep. to Raw. I think we're all really happy about that. Yep. I mean, it's about time, and they're probably the best actual tag team out there. So wanted to give them a shout-out on this show real quick, as well as Ty Dillinger. Congratulations for making to the main roster officially. I mean, yeah. that guy has deserved it for a long time, and – now, the only thing I've got with him is, is he over or is 10 over? And that's what I think we're yeah. going to find out soon. We'll so I think 10's over. 10's, 10's definitely over. I mean, the 10 thing is definitely over. I, I honestly can't say. I've seen him wrestle quite a bit, and I don't think he's terrible. Um, I just don't think he's he's more over than the gimmick itself. Like, the gimmick is more over than the Right, right. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, I, don't, right. I don't think he's surpassed that yet. He. He could be in in for the next three to six months, go away, and they're going to continue to say 10. Yeah, right. I, I think I think it's going to happen. Uh, and I think maybe that's probably going to eventually fade away because I think that's kind of – it's a it's a okay. It's, it's kind of like – I don't think it will ever be as big as like what or something like that. Right. But I think it's – it's right now it's uh, it's what's here now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, sure. Yeah, just want to get that out of the way, you know, because we got some really good debuts throughout the weekend and on uh, Raw and SmackDown. I'm pumped about the Revival. You know I love old school. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love That's it, too. Straight old school. And they beat the New Day in the I'm first like, match. I don't know why we Ooh. ever have to get off the ground. I mean, let's just stay right here on the ground and wrestle. That sounds great to me. What is it? No flips, just fists? That's it. That's, hey. Bring back the Brain Busters a little bit. But I'll tell you what. Tarn? I'm telling you. Tully and Arm. Cornette come out for this. It, Dude, that would be so good. I, that, I, that I love big. that idea. That would be I big. love you, that idea. If Cornette comes out, you know they're champs next, which I think they're going to be anyway. They'll probably but, be champs next anyway. But you know that that's, that would be amazing. But imagine like a world, like a landscape of WWE. We're going to do it. We've talked about it forever. We're going to do a separate podcast about this eventually. We would imagine like a landscape where you have Cornette and yeah. the Revival versus Elring and the Authors of Pain. and stuff. I mean, like that's going to be such good stuff. Oh, yeah. They need a new Jimmy Hart type character, I think, too. Some annoying ass dude on the God, outside. I mean, here's the thing, like, here's that's exactly what I, I would love to see stables again. Yeah, the I'm, Heenan I'm, family, the, right, the families, the stables, yeah. the groups, the cliques, uh, just I'm, it's missing that, right? Which, I, yeah, I just wanted to get that out there because we weren't <laughs> going to do a full review. I wanted to get my thoughts out, and that's going to lead us into the main event of WrestleMania. It was the last match for The Undertaker. Um, I feel honored to be there live. It was it was great to see him go out the way that he did as far as his character goes. He loses to Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns defeats The Undertaker, and they made this a no-holds-barred match. Like I believe it was just announced right before the match happened, mm-hmm. Like as at least to my knowledge, that hadn't been previously announced. And I, I know I say these things about Reigns. I know you're, you are a fan of Reigns, Mills. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Paul, not fans of Reigns. Well, I should, I, I'm a fan of his to a certain extent, but I'm not a fan of him being the main guy on the show, the way right. that they the, the push him. I thought, I'm, I'm, this is all bias aside, and I'm not, I'm not factoring in like the women's championship matches and stuff like that. I thought this was the worst match of the weekend. 
as far as just singles matches go, as far as the in-ring match goes, it was clunky. There yeah. were multiple times where Reigns just like runs into the Undertaker and doesn't know what to do. The Undertaker himself, I mean, he's an older guy. There's only and the reason they made it no holds barred is because they could use shortcuts. Like there were, yeah. you know. That being said, Roman Reigns, at the end of the day, I think was the right person for this because this this is what they're trying to do with him. And seeing on Raw, I mean, I was a part of it live. We, we keep beating it like a dead horse, but like. The first, like, 15 minutes of Raw is people just chanting Undertaker over and over. And then when Roman Reigns comes out, it's just booze, oh, fuck yeah. you, Roman. Yeah. What was the other one you really liked? Uh, it was, uh, fuck you, Roman. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Uh, I mean, it was it was insane. Um, Go away. But, but, Go away. Roman sucks. Oh, uh, uh, please retire. Ass, that was another one. Asshole. Badass opening. Best fucking Raw opening in, I don't know, however long it was since Stephanie didn't come out and make somebody wrestle 42 people. Yeah. Probably 15 years. And it was probably, fun. Probably it was, 13, 14, 15 years. It was so much fun to be a part of that live. Like, the crowd was super into this whole thing. And I loved what Roman did. It's my yard now. Drop the mic. Yeah. Perfect. No, yeah, he did perfect. Perfect. I can ask. I mean, first of all, silence. Like, I don't mean the crowd. The crowd's going to make noise. But I mean, in-ring silence to me, at least in that particular instance, is stronger than a Stephanie coming out or somebody else coming out to talk. Just, you know, based on what happened, just that whole atmosphere, the aura, the just how things felt, the silence, that was awesome. Every time he brought the mic up, the crowd went even crazier. Yep. And he played it right. Like, he knew they went he wild. He at his palm. Yep. I got him in my palm. Yep. And then uh, after that, he, you know, he finally got like a half second to speak. And he got enough to say, this is my yard. I thought that was on point. Yeah, I like that a lot. He's another guy who could really benefit from a manager like Paul Heyman. I've been saying that for a long time. Someone else could go out there and talk for him. Now, I think, because we're leading towards that, we're going to get Roman Reigns versus Undertaker. We're going to get the two guys – sorry, Roman Reigns versus uh, Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a match in the future. I don't know if it's going to be soon. I don't know if it's going to be next year's WrestleMania. But that match is going to happen as the two guys who defeated Undertaker WrestleMania. And I think that's where you do it. That's where Heyman turns on Brock and goes with Roman. Is in I don't know when it's going to happen, but I could totally see that happening. Yeah. And if it does, I'm all for it because we've said it once. He said it a thousand times. It isn't even necessarily Roman Reigns. It's the way he's booked, and it's the way he's he's not he's not the one planning his matches. He's not right. experienced enough to do it. To be completely mm-hmm. honest, someone's back there telling him. Punch, 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 punch. Drive by, drive by, drive by. Superman punch, Superman punch. Spear, spear, spear. And they're telling his opponent, make Roman look strong. Every time, make Roman look strong. But if we can get something a little different from him and a different attitude, which he's starting to show, I'm all about it. But as far as this match itself went, the main event of WrestleMania, as far as the in-ring went, I, I, I didn't think it was good really at all to be completely there was a couple good spots but they're also yeah. predictable you see the ring right you see the, you see the the announce table get taken apart you're like there's gonna be a choke slam you get you see two of them apart at the same time right. there's gonna be a spear that all being said i know you've been quiet over here paul what are your thoughts on this one man I know you, i'm sure you've got a lot of them yeah i think uh i think this this is gonna be one of the most watched matches uh in the history of of wrestling this is going to be uh, the match that Undertaker retired. You're going to see this over and over and over again. Um, for that, it was a historic match. You have to give it that. Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, I, was it a, a well-wrestled match? It, you can't wrestle the Undertaker at this age uh, with his injuries that he has. We now know that he's, had hip, he's having hip surgery. Uh, that with what he was dealing with, you're not going to get that quality out of him. 
Um, didn't go for old school like you predicted. Like, there's yeah. a lot of stuff he just keeps his limited. Yeah. He didn't do, like, yeah. a dive over the top. There's a lot of stuff he just can't Yeah, a lot of stuff that he just, at this point, it was really, it was, hey, you're, you're, at this, this point, I think you're almost glad that he's retired. You want yes. that for him. You yeah. you don't want him to be a shell of what he used to be. And he went out with his arm up, just sinking yeah. into the state. I mean, they, that was all perfect, leaving his, his, yeah. his ring gear in the oh, ring. The, the, the ending of it was, was amazing with him leaving all his gear and stuff. That was that was going to be amazing. And you'll, I'll tell you that this match will be one of the most watched matches over and over and over again. Um, you know, I hate Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns is perhaps the worst wrestler I have no idea how you can hate John Cena, but like Roman Reigns, because Roman Reigns is worse than John Cena. But I also understand the um, argument the other way too. Like, how could I like John Cena but hate Roman Reigns? Like, I, yeah, I get, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, at least Cena's got like different gear every week. I mean, like Reigns is still it's wearing his Reigns, shields. But it's all bulletproof. Yeah, he he's, changed the color on the R. Yeah, he's still wearing the shields <laughs> gimmick from uh, from there. But um, anyway, the match but, itself. Yeah, I mean, uh, the match itself. It was, it was exactly. Oh, you kind of hit already on a lot of stuff. It was, it was. I said points it was just sad to watch, right? I mean, it, it was uh, See, JR know, like, being I didn't there. I know how it came across the live crowd with JR. Like, I don't know how that came across. Yeah, JR, JR being there was huge pop. Oh, yeah. huge. Two-year contract, by the way. He's back for another yeah. two years. It's fucking yeah. phenomenal. It was amazing to hear him. I'll be honest with you, hearing him talk about Reigns makes Reigns sound so much better. I don't know if you've listened to that, watched that match. A little bit, yeah. What, listening to JR talk about Reigns makes Reigns sound like he is more than what he actually is. It actually adds to some of the stupid stuff that you see. It, it adds some validity to it. Um, Good. You know, it's just having Jr. there. I mean, having I mean, Jr. could could call me having a shit, and it would sound amazing. <laughs> well, and for know. what it's worth, it wasn't even a pity move by them. Like he was already in agreement to do WrestleMania apparently a few months ago, so it wasn't even like you know. You know, thoughts and prayers to his, his family. We all yeah. know what happened to his right. wife, but it wasn't it wasn't one of those moves where like that happened and then they reached out like, "Hey, do you want to come back?" Like they were. This was going to happen anyway. So That's good, good on Jr. Good on the WWE and Triple H and, and Vince and those guys for bringing him back because that's where he belongs. Yeah, I, I, I thought that the, the um, I would not have gone with the Reigns to uh, end it. I actually would have. And I, and I know that Taker picked Reigns, uh, or it will be said that Taker picked Reigns. Um, I doubt they'll ever go outside of that way unless we're maybe 20 years down the road or something like that. But they'll say uh, Taker picked Reigns to uh, to end it. Uh, and, that he's, and, and Taker t- kind of is a company guy. Um, but I do wish it had been more of Taker had gone out with a classic opponent. It didn't, and, and I, I would, I love the idea of John Cena. I don't, it doesn't have to be John Cena. I would yeah. love it to have been Hunter or, or somebody. Well, imagine the match like AJ could have got out of him. Hey, you know, I don't know. I just, I wish that it had been somebody. And I get, I get some of the reason the psychology behind it, but I, I just think for Taker's last match, um, it had, if it had been somebody else. And, uh, I, I hate that this was the last match because yeah. I don't really know. I mean, here's the thing. Do you really look like a badass beating up an old dog? No, you're mean, right. I, I mean, do you really look? Does it really do a whole lot for yeah. you? Well, that's how CM Punk felt when like, when he wrestled Undertaker. He's like, what I mean, does this do for me? Like, this guy's old. I mean, here's the thing. Lesnar looks like the beast that, that destroyed the Undertaker street. Mm-hmm. Reigns looks like the guy whooping up an old man. Yeah, picking up an old know, guy. I, I you know, and uh, so I'm, I don't really know how much it does to, to help him out. Um, outside of making him a little bit more hated, but that's for now. You know, eventually this memory fades. I mean, you always remember him as the one who did it, but 
Uh, I do wish they'd taken a little bit more of a. Uh, they could have had a major historic, uh, you know, bring back Michaels to end it one time for him, or bring back something, you know, put him in some. Yeah. Maybe put him in a where it's not all on him. Throw him in a triple threat with maybe a, a classic opponent and a new guy, or something, just something else yeah. in there. Uh, and then have it where the new guy does win, but you had the two old guys going at her. So I don't, I'm not sure. I have no idea. I don't, no, I, I can't get predict it, but from, I just huh? I don't see where you necessarily had the biggest. I don't think Reigns really got everything they're wanting outside of that crowd on 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 that Monday, yeah. and that's going to fade. Yeah, and you're really not going to get because you you didn't beat him the first time. You beat him. You put and you didn't put him into retirement the way the way the Undertaker. Ended that match and came back up and took off all of his gear and threw the arm up. Undertaker retired. Right. You didn't retire. You came and say you retired the Undertaker. Undertaker retired after that match. Yeah. And it wasn't because of Reigns. It was because of his body. I think that's what the story was told even more is that when you look back as, as the months go by, it's going to be, well, no one's going to sit there and go, well, Reigns retired the Undertaker. No, it's well, last Reigns match. was in the match right. that the Undertaker retired. And then even and there's like, a huge difference. Sure, there's a sure. huge difference. When even like the end of the end of the match, like I understand that like the idea was like the range hit like this super spear that like no one was gonna get up from. But when I watched it live, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again. But it looked like to me that the Undertaker was just watching him bounce up and back from the ropes three times. Like didn't like put his arm up to try yeah. to stop him or right. I was yeah, like, what the was, fuck is this? He's just watching him bounce rope to rope to get to get speared to, It was it was he was it done. It doesn't look good. Man, though, he right? was he was done though. It, it looked yeah. horrible but it, at this point like watch watch the show and really watch watch because I've watched this match about two and a half times now. because um, I'm a huge taker fan. I you know I'm I Love some of the other people, but he's really kind of my last old school guy, right? He's my last leftover of, of that era. And I watched this. You can see multiple times a real pain on his face. Mm-hmm. And, and by the time that it hit, it wasn't just fatigue. This guy is this – guy, this guy needs somebody to really like – he's they need to take him straight to the hospital, get that surgery on now because this guy is – and he is suffering. I need to rewatch it on the network because, like, from what I remember seeing live, it was – there was a few times where you got the glimpse of that and stuff, and there was a few times where you kind of see the mouth of him saying, like, you don't have the balls to finish me, like like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe the story, and it was just harder to see live, is that he was like, put me out of my misery. Like, he just stood there and was like, and he and he, and he just he just accepted the fact that this young, hungry lion is, he's the next guy. Yeah. And it's time for him to, to hang him up. Mills, do you have anything else to add to that one, man? Yeah, man. Sorry, Paul. Let me jump in here real quick. I got to run, man. All right, everybody. And Paul, Paul's got to go. We've taken this way late. So see you, Paul. Say bye to everybody. Fight Talk Podcast. Fight Talk Podcast. At Billy Joe's Garage. At Billy Joe's Garage on Twitter. See you, Paul. I've gained zero Twitter followers from this moment. Hey, well, you know, that's your fault, not mine. That's your problem. Good luck. Here's the door opening. Here's door closing. And thanks to Paul. We're going to be wrapping this up any second, but Paul did have to get out of here. Mills, do you have anything else to add to that match or WrestleMania in general? Uh, just for the, the Taker thing, uh, I mean, I do like Roman Reigns. I've liked him since the Shield. Um, I mean, my thing with Roman is he they are forcing Roman to be the guy. But everything he's done, he's not – like he doesn't do dirty. He doesn't cheat. Everything he says he does, he's going to go do. All right, said that. Let's move on to the match. Uh, the match, I agree with you with it being clunky. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but did Roman try to reverse 
the the tombstone or something, so and they dropped him, and it he, was just bad. He, he dropped him like twice. Yeah, like he kept trying to go for it. Now, I once again, so. I'm gonna give Roman some benefit of the doubt. I don't know if that was. I know the Undertaker wasn't intentionally like potato sacking him. I understand that, right. but like. It could also very well be the fact that the Undertaker couldn't couldn't get up there. Right, for couldn't him. hold himself. It might not have been Reigns, down, yeah. but but the way that it looked live and the perception that I'm going to have as somebody who's watched Undertaker for as long as I have, who doesn't uh-huh. make these kind of mistakes, right? I'm going to probably put it on Reigns because I'm like Reigns didn't have the strength or or, well, or know how to reverse right. it. Correctly. The way that I saw it is the normal reversal is you you almost have to do a, a back bend into a kind of almost a back flip, and the other person takes over. Yes, and that's how the momentum shifts. It seems like they just weren't in sync on that. Right. Uh, but then again, Undertaker's, what, six, seven, three hundred pounds. So, yeah. you know, I, I get it. But but we've seen, like, Randy Orton do it to him. That's true. So, you know, once again, a younger Undertaker. Right. But I, I will tell you this. It looked really, really bad live. Okay. Good. Really It looked bad, bad on TV. Okay. Um, but my, my thoughts on the – this is how I look at it, right? So, when Brock beat Taker, it made Brock – look good it made him look like a beast but Brock is a beast without that win right and to me the only positive that came from that particular win for Brock or that loss for Taker have you look at it was the video package of everyone shocked and yeah hands on their head like oh my god I can't believe that happened all right fast forward to this yes it's now Roman Reigns yard but I don't feel like again this was something that, that made sense as far as Roman Reigns can look good by beating up other guys on the roster. Like you said, not beating up the old guy. If it were me, and maybe this is just fantasy booking, I think maybe they should have did Sting or Kane in place of uh, Lesnar and then Sting or Kane or even Trips for this match. Like Paul said, let him go out on a classic win. Because we, we still haven't seen anything from Sting except this last match with Rollins. Right. And I think that would have been something iconic where if either party won, they both still look good, and then maybe finish out with Kane. And I said this before, but Undertaker versus Kane, no winner, lights just go off. Taker's hat is in the ring, Kane's mask is in the ring. We never hear from him again until the Hall of Fame or something like that. But that would have been too perfect. And what do I know? I'm just a fan of 30 years. Hey, and I'm gonna bring this up because it's me and you talking. And I made this prediction on our last podcast that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw this out there. There is video footage now on WWE.com. There's a longer documentary that's going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. But it's a table. And there's two people sitting at the table. And they're talking to each other in a candid, some sort of interview that they're doing together. Yeah. The two people at the table are Sting and Seth Rollins. Really? Just saying. Could Seth Rollins be the next Sting? I'm still saying we could possibly see it. Hey, I'm down for you. We talked. I remember we talked about. I'm all for keeping the moniker going. Right. Like, I know Undertaker's done. He's older. His body ain't the same. But I would be totally okay if he abducted someone that looked like him or had the same build, and he took over that Undertaker type role. I wouldn't want him to be the Undertaker. Right. But he could be something. I don't know. The Grave Digger. I'm just making stuff up. But sure. That kind of character. You need that in wrestling. I know we're in the reality era, and that's fine, but I feel like you always need an Undertaker. You need a Kane. You need a Sting. You need an Ultimate Warrior. You need a Hogan. You need an Austin. You need a Rock. Those over-the-top guys, those larger-than-life, like, uh, a Doink the Clown. I feel like we need a Doink the Clown. Dude, the original Doink, the Matt Bourne Doink, was, was 
very good. Like, it's super underrated because of, like, how cheesy that gimmick got. But, like, the scary doink was legit. Yeah, man. And, like, that's – I feel like wrestling needs that forever. And that's because, you know, what? some people feel how they feel about wrestling. I know they want it to be like UFC, but it's not. Right, it it's is not. It's true, sports really entertainment, man. There's a couple but, people that do both, but it's completely what it is. And, and to me, that's how Hardy got over, Matt Hardy got over so big, is his broken character. I got a friend that was um, looking at it and was like, oh, the accent's horrible and it's terrible. I'm like, no, that's what makes it great. It's so preposterous, that's why he's over. Everybody else is trying to be some kind of reality star that wrestles while he's going back to the old ways and he has a character. Like, that's, that's what draws me in is a character. And I know everybody can't be over the top or silly or doinkish or Undertaker, but because you have those kind of guys, that's what makes a Randy Orton great. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes a John Cena great. Cena doesn't need to be over the top cartoony. He's just himself. Like, even the rapping gimmick. The rapping gimmick was cool, but I think that this current Cena is better than the rapping Cena. And because he doesn't try to be more than he is, but I want to see that. I mean, uh, hell, Adam Rose, when he came out with the party people, I love that. He didn't really get over, but I like that they have wild-ass random hot dog and a cheeseburger and an Easter bunny. Right. Like, and we got an Easter bunny frog splash. Like, yes, bring that crap back to wrestling, man. That's what I want to see. There you go. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this WrestleMania 33 review video. Review. This WrestleMania 33 review podcast. Um, Mills, got anything else to add before I plug all the stuff I need to? Uh, nah, man. Uh, y'all fans, just keep listening to Fight Talk. Share it. Um, if you guys want to see uh, what I do cosplay wise, find me on Facebook um, as Anthony Mills. I'm on Instagram now as Mind Blown FX. Uh, going to start posting more there. Um, and probably should go ahead and create a podcast persona because this is what number three now yeah. make, making this a regular thing man so that's all I got alright and you can follow me on twitter at fighttalk underscore that's at f-i-g-h-t t-a-l-k underscore please subscribe to the fight talk podcast on iTunes and Podomatic please rate and comment on iTunes it helps the podcast out a lot I know I say it all the time but it is the truth Please go to whatamaneuver.net for Fight Talk podcast merchandise. I had some buys last month. It was cool getting that little PayPal direct deposit from the website. So it was good seeing some people out there getting uh, some Fight Talk podcast gear. So thank you very much for everyone supporting the podcast. And once again, that's at whatamaneuver.net. You can find T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, stuff for women, children, kids, uh, adults, men, whatever. I mean, I got it all, all sizes, all colors, everything you can think of. I don't know if there's anything else to plug. Uh, there's going to be YouTube coming soon. We're going to get the technical difficulties figured out with the video side of this. Get some stuff up on YouTube at some point. And like I said, just keep checking out iTunes, Podomatic, and my Twitter feed. Oh, also, check me out on Facebook. There's a Facebook group. Uh, if you search Fight Talk Podcast or just Fight Talk, you should probably be able to find it. Just search my name as well, Steven Jensen. Spell with a P-H. And uh, I post everything there on Facebook as well. But Twitter's really the place to be as far as the fight. Po- uh, Twitter's really the place to be as far as the Fight Talk podcast is concerned. And uh, shout out to Heroes and Legends Collectibles. I'll be getting ads done for them soon. I know I keep saying it, but I need something good to say. And big big shout out once again to WrestleRumble.com and Matt. Check them out on Twitter at WrestleRumble. What a good fucking guy. Awesome dude. Great meeting you, Matt. 
And with that, I'm out of here. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll be back soon.